Hello and welcome to the Urban Health Podcast, keeping busy city executives and entrepreneurs healthy and fabulous. I'm Stephanie Webster, I'm a nutritional therapist on Harley Street, London, specialising in gut health, hormone optimization therapy and fat loss for the over 40s. So today we are talking with Mr. Stephen Thomas regarding podiatry. Mr. Thomas graduated with honours in podiatry and is a member of the HCPC, College of Podiatry and the Royal College of Physicians and Surgeons of Glasgow. He's an honorary member of the Podiatric Surgery Unit at Guy's NHS Hospital and is currently undertaking a master's degree in podiatric surgery. Mr. Thomas specializes in musculoskeletal abnormalities of the lower limb with expertise in video gait analysis and custom orthotic treatments. He has specific interest in minor surgery, including ingrown toenails, as well as therapeutic injections and shockwave therapy. And the reason why I brought him onto the show is a lot of my clients who are over 100 kilos, maybe they're 120, 140, they've got over 40% body fat. A lot of my patients, I actually prefer to call them clients, have problems with their feet. So... A lot of my clients do have podiatrists already. Some of them are happy with what they have. Maybe they want a second opinion. And that's why I brought Mr. Thomas onto the show. So, thank you for coming onto the show. Thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure. So, for those that don't know, please explain what a podiatrist does and how they may help if you have a concern with your feet or lower limb pain. Okay. Um, so, podiatrists are healthcare specialists and they're trained to assess, diagnose and treat conditions of the foot and lower limb. Now there are different areas of specialty within the profession so they can help in a variety of ways. So to give you a few examples, if you have an ingrown toenail, a podiatrist can perform nail surgery and prevent it returning and even supply you with antibiotics if required. They can usually find and address the underlying cause to a musculoskeletal condition and prescribe custom insoles or known as orthotics if required. There are also um, specialist teams set up treating wounds and the diabetic foot. And then there's others, um, you know, we can request imaging of the foot. Uh, We can treat certain problems using shockwave therapy or perform therapeutic injections like myself. And there's others that have had extensive further training who can carry out elective foot surgery for conditions like bunions. Mm-hmm. Later, I'm going to be asking you about three different types of clients. One, the obese. Two, those who are very fit but running and, and they get problems with their feet because they run or they exercise almost too much for the feet's liking. And also, over 70, when someone... Uh, what, what problems do they have with their feet then? But we'll get on to that later. Um, firstly, let's talk about what happens in the consultation and what's the process that you go through. Okay, so um, when you come to see me, it's your opportunity to give me as much information as you can so that I can take uh, a detailed history to understand you as an individual and the problem. And then I will take a look at your foot have an examination and try to figure out what is causing you the problem and ideally try and identify what's the underlying cause. Um, If if necessary, sometimes I may request further imaging such as x-ray 
MRI or ultrasound if I think this will help with the diagnosis or alter the treatment plan. And then once we have a firm diagnosis, I can discuss with you, you know, the available treatment options and we can decide together what would be the most suitable plan for you. Okay, so let's talk about different musculoskeletal abnormalities. Is this something that's present from birth or is it something that's lifestyle induced? Um, well, um, sometimes people are born with certain conditions at birth, which we call congenital. Uh, a fairly known condition that affects around one in a thousand is talipes equinovarus, or commonly known as club foot. However, the majority of musculoskeletal problems I see in clinic are usually sports or overuse injuries, typically things like tendinopathies, like Achilles tendinitis, or ankle injuries, or um, plantar fasciitis, which is a common heel pain, and other things like a stress fracture. Okay, so that would be for the second type of client that I uh, spoke about earlier. So I said client number one, obese, client number two, fit but overtraining, and client number three, the mm -hmm. aging. So when it comes to client number yeah. two, with fit and they're overtraining, they get overuse. Let's talk about those conditions again. What's the most common one that you would say you see? Um, so people are fit, it depends on to what degree. You know, some some patients are, you know, off the charts. It's fit and healthy. You know, they're, they're out there running marathons all the time. Um, it, they can develop uh, stress fractures. Um, I see quite a lot of uh, Achilles tendinopathy, uh, which can be uh, really debilitating. And probably plantar fasciitis, I probably see that every day. And that, that must be quite difficult to treat. Yeah, it can be. It can be depending on um, the severity of the, the injury. You know whether it, whether there's um, some damage in the fascia, or whether it's just a, an acute attack, or whether it's just uh, um, there's a there's a lot of damage, or just a, a little bit of inflammation there. It, you kind of vary on on the patient. And like you said, with the other patient groups, if if they're very overweight you would treat it slightly differently uh, as opposed to somebody maybe uh, a bit lighter in weight. So if somebody is overweight or obese, they have certain <laughs> conditions that tend to recur more often. What what conditions have you seen more frequently with the overweight or the obese? Um, so um, with the over, overweight kind of patients, I mean, if you're, the typical one is around January and February time. So if uh, you get patients starting, you know, the, the, the New Year's resolutions and they start going out to keep fit, they join gyms, etc. And so a lot of them are very motivated to get back into shape and they just overdo it. They do too much. Mm -hmm. And the, the body is not accustomed to their weight doing that amount of exercise. Yeah. So they start to develop certain problems associated with that. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the, the final group, the over... 70. Are there certain conditions mm -hmm. that you see quite a lot in someone who's over 70? Um, I mean, the, the, over, the over 70s, I mean, it's good to keep keep an eye on your uh, sensation. Uh, people that, that have uh, diabetics, they tend to uh, 
have a lot of sensation in the foot, so it's good to keep an eye on that. Make sure you can feel everything. You're not going to injure, injure yourself. Um, it's also good to keep an eye on the vascular uh, supply to the foot and the ankle to make sure you get enough blood supply. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you, usually with a lot of elderly patients, you see a lot of corn development, uh, which is like a compressed hard piece of skin, which gets compressed under the foot, and it can be really painful to walk on. Yeah, I mean, so, so I we, have we, that. We, yeah. I'm not over 70 yeah, yeah. yet, but I have high heels, and I think that they can offer a lot of problems to the feet. Yeah, exactly. That, that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. So... Your expertise lies in video gait analysis, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. So let's explain mm-hmm. what this is and what role it plays in diagnosing lower limb conditions. Um, okay, so um, so gait is, is, is the way in which we walk or run, and everyone is slightly different. A video gait analysis is the way of analyzing someone's gait by filming them, usually on a treadmill and playing it back slow motion, frame by frame. This allows me to kind of break down exactly what's happening when you walk or you run, and try to identify any underlying causes to your problem. And once, once I can see what's happening dynamically, we can potentially intervene and prevent the problem recurring. This can include stretching and strengthening exercises, potentially with a physiotherapist, or, or maybe a prescription of custom orthotics, inside of your footwear mm-hmm. okay and that can really change people's lives if they've been unaware of how they've been walking all of their lives and then suddenly they realize that they walk that their left foot performs differently to their right foot is that correct um sometimes you know people will walk differently and they may never get any problems so it's not so clear-cut as that i tend to analyze people that have problems and then I try and figure out what what could what could I could do to intervene to, to improve that. Mm-hmm. So so sometimes it could be, you know, a patient had chronic uh, knee pain or lower back pain for a for a large amount of their life and and so when you identify something maybe there's one leg a lot longer than the other one or they're they're hypermobile, you know, their, their knees are really kind of pointing inwards. Etc. When you when you can address these things, sometimes they they see a huge improvement in their symptoms. Now it's really interesting because two months ago I trained with Margot Wells, who was responsible for Alan G. Wells winning the Olympics in Moscow for sprinting for for the UK, and she was shocked that I wear orthotics. So. Mine are not custom made. I have had custom made before, but they got damaged. So I, uh, uh-huh. I, I probably need to come and see you to get uh, a, a pre- prescription done and a, a proper uh, orthotic uh, done because I have shop bought and it's just not the same. It really isn't. Um, uh-huh. yeah. So she was really horrified. She says, you don't need orthotics. You just, uh-huh. you, you don't have anything wrong. You, it's because you have weak muscles or you're not using your body functionally that you that's why you need orthotics but you shouldn't wear these are crutches so that's her, that's a controversial point i'm throwing in so how what's your response to something like that um so so you're right you don't always need orthotics not everybody needs them um 
it's it's one of those things that if you don't have a problem, if it's not broken, then don't fix it. So, so not everybody does need a hot fix. Um, and then there's also a difference between the kind of off-the-shelf pairs that you you can buy, and whether you go for a custom pair. Okay, so I'm really open-minded to what Margot has to say. However, I mm-hmm. have hypermobility, and when I started my fitness okay. journey, I didn't have. The, the diagnosis was I did not have enough muscle around my knees to support the knee when I was doing, say, squats, for example. So I was getting a lot of mm-hmm. knee pain. The minute I got prescription orthotics uh, or bespoke orthotics, that knee pain went away altogether and suddenly my training could improve massively. And I don't know if you've seen mm-hmm. case studies like that in your own practice where you've seen that transformation in your clients. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. So I, I see this quite frequently, actually, where um, the patients will come in with certain problems and it automatically makes me suspect certain certain underlying causes. So um, with the hypermobile patients, they often just need some stability and maybe some strengthening exercises like yourself. You know, if you can if you can do a mixture of things, some people may be fine just doing physiotherapy and strengthening exercises. Um, other people who are extremely hypermobile um, could probably help with some insoles to go in their shoes just to help stabilize them, especially if they're doing a lot of sports and there's, there's extra forces um, coming through the, uh, the feet and the lower limbs. I think what the audience doesn't always appreciate is how pivotal the feet are in the relation between the ankle, the knee, the hip, and, and how that mm-hmm. it all communicates. And if you have the wrong angles, it can cause weaknesses or other muscles that overcompensate, which can lead to injuries um, or discomfort or pain. And I certainly have to say that I, I have felt that bespoke orthotics have certainly helped me and continue to make me feel more supported and grounded in my shoes when I'm doing exercises, particularly heavy deadlifts or, or, or weight, weight training. And I think... I need orthotics because I don't treat my feet well. And I'm sure you have top three tips on how best to look after feet. Because if I'm wearing heels and I'm not looking after Uh my feet generally, then maybe that's Uh why I have to lean on these things in order to give me the support that I need. So do you have a top three tips of how we should look after our feet better? Um, Yeah, there's a, there's a a few, a few simple things you can do. Um, Just like keeping the nails trimmed, uh, try not to cut down the sides of the toenails, which may cause ingrown toenails. Mm. Um, just keep on top of some you know, hard skin. Don't let them become too thick. Um, it's a footwear advice. Maybe you could tighten the shoelaces a little bit and make sure the foot doesn't slide forward and make sure maybe there's a, there's a one centimeter gap between your longest toe and the end of the shoe. Um, and this, and it's like you say, with, with your exercise, if you, if you are deciding to go out and start to do some exercise or increase the activity, then um, do this gradually. Take your time. Allow your body to respond to the increased activity before you increase it further. Can, can I ask you, I know it's a, a bit of a random question, but what got uh-huh. you into feet altogether? What, why have you chosen feet as your loved subject in medicine? <laughs> So, um, well, originally, originally, I wanted to do something in healthcare, and 
um, I, I talked to a few different people, and um, my cousin—it's actually my cousin's wife. She's a she's a medic, and so she um, recommended that I looked into podiatry. I, I have to say, I didn't find it very appealing. The thought of it very appealing. Um, but then I went away and I read about it and I looked into it, um, and I just found it really interesting. It seems like a real good niche to the market. And and it's a it's a really nice specialty that which still has a lot of uh, development to go. Yeah, and there's so many bones in the feet. The feet are beautiful. Yeah, it's... They, I mean, they hold our whole body. They're just so interesting. You know, the articulation of each mm-hmm. joint is just deeply fascinating. And yet we we sort of <clears throat> ooh feet. You know, we, a lot of people have that reaction when it comes to feet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it is. It is uh, well, I think Leonardo da Vinci said it, it was the um, masterpiece of engineering. Yeah, absolutely. So it is, the, more, the more you look into it, the more you realise how complicated it is. Yeah, and yet it's, I would say it's one of the least appreciated parts of the body that we just disregard. Yes. Now, let's talk absolutely, about some yeah. of the treatments yeah. that you offer. So uh, there's some of the treatments that you offer are therapeutic injections and shockwave mm-hmm. therapy. What are they, and mm-hmm. would a combination of both be best for treating some conditions? Mm, well, um, so okay, I'll go. I'll go through what they are first. The shockwave therapy is a treatment that sends um, like a mechanical audio wave through the skin to the injured site. So this works in a regenerative way by increasing blood flow to the area and speeding up recovery. And then you have therapeutic injections. They tend to work by either like lubricating a joint or reducing inflammation or promoting healing. And, and there's three main types of products uh, that we tend to use for this. One of them is sodium hyaluronate. The other one is steroid. And the other is, uh, is called platelet-rich plasma, which is also known as PRP. Mm-hmm. So the sodium hyaluronate it can be injected into a synovial joint, which effectively aids with lubrication and shock absorption. And this can be typically used for symptoms of osteoarthritis. And then the steroids, uh, these can be used to reduce inflammation of something like a painful joint or a soft tissue structure, such as a tendon sheath. And then finally, the uh, PRP, which is a platelet-rich plasma, is a regenerative therapy and is obtained by taking a blood sample and then we spin it in a machine to separate the plasma, the white blood cells and platelets, which contain the growth factors. And these are effectively your body's natural healing cells. And so these are injected into the injured site to promote healing. So depending on the, the problem and the individual, of course, you, you could use a combination of some of these in some isolated cases, but um, in most cases, I would start with one treatment and see how the patient responds before moving on to something else. So what was the name of the first one again, the the, uh, the monosodium? Oh, sodium hyaluronate. Okay. Is that a little yeah. bit yeah. like injectable fillers for the ladies who are listening? Well, it, I, th- I think, you, I, you know, I'm not as conversed with, with the um, cosmetic end of the spectrum of treatments, but I, I do believe they do use, use this, yeah. And it's, it's the salt version of um, hyaluronic acid. 
So if we inject that between two joints, is that would that mm-hmm. help for someone who's been told that the cartilage has reduced? So it can help. Yeah, the, I mean the evidence is is a, a bit patchy and it's it on is. an individual basis, but it's one of those things that if somebody is getting a lot of joint pain and you're trying lots of different treatments, you know, one of those may be trying this and see if the patient. Uh, response to it. Yeah, and one thing that really upsets mm. me as a practitioner is when I hear my cartilage has gone, I get this pain, and I've been told there's nothing I can do about it. And I sit here and I, I start to think, well, what if we just inject some filler or WD-40, you know, coming from my property development <laughs> background or filling my own face with fillers, I start to think, well, can we do this? Can we do that? And apparently you can't, but I'm, I'm constantly... Uh, uh, informed by much more qualified doctors uh, that tell me yeah. that it can't be done. However, steroid injections are fantastic yeah. for acute inflammation, not recommended ongoing, mm-hmm. uh, but I have seen them with great success there. PRP, platelet-rich mm-hmm. plasma, uh, a lot of that's mm-hmm. been used cosmetically in facials um, to rejuvenate the area. This is all about rejuvenating, increasing uh, uh, blood flow and activity in the skin. And shockwave therapy, I mean... I, I've seen it being used, ironically, in erectile dysfunction, but it's the same idea where you're just bringing more activity to the tissue so that it heals itself. Mm-hmm. Is that roughly where yes. we're at? Okay. That's, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. So, so in, in the um, device, it's, it's almost like a, a gun barrel, if you like, um, and then there's a, usually a, a ball bearing in the barrel which gets fired up towards the end and it hits a metal plate. And then, of course, you can you can change the, the strength and the speed of this. So when you apply it to the, the injured site, you can apply it. So it's repetitively hitting the area, and those vibrations go to the tissue. And when you're holding it on there for, you know, maybe 2,000 strokes, what happens is all the blood just, just starts flowing and rushing to the area. And, and that's what um, they think is what's speeding up the healing. I mean, you actually really enjoy doing that, it sounds, because it sounds like a fun gun to play with. Yeah, I haven't really thought about that, but yeah, I suppose that's why it's quite a, a manly toy, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, yeah. Stephen, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on to the show and for putting up with my odd questions. Um, you've been a, a wonderful source. How can we get in touch with you if you want to look after our feet better, if you want an appointment, what's the best way? Okay, so if you want to book an appointment, um, you, can, you can book in at our fantastic clinic, which is Prodogo. And that's it's at uh, 79 Wimpole Street. And this is in the wonderful Marylebone area of central London. Mm-hmm. I also have, uh, if you want to follow me on Instagram, you can. It's the London Podiatrist, all one word. Um, and feel free to, to follow us there. We also have a Podogo London Instagram account as well. To follow that one there as well. That's really cool. And your website is www podogo.com that's p-o-d-o-g-o.com and the London, yes the london podiatrist on instagram not many podiatrists are on instagram so it's a really cool way to showcase your wonderful work thank you very much for coming on yeah thank you so much thank you it's a pleasure and thank you for everyone who's been listening to the urban health podcast keeping busy people healthy